Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming to today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join us for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. I hope you're having a great day today, and I trust that God has been speaking to your heart as you've read His Word and spent time in prayer. And every day we ought to do something to advance the cause of Christ. Find somebody today even to share the gospel with. And I tell you, we don't have a lot of time. I believe the Lord is coming soon. But until then, we ought to occupy, we ought to be busy in doing what we can to further the uh, cause of righteousness in these dark, unrighteous days. And we are living in the last days. I believe that. I believe that we're living right on the edge, right on the cusp of the Lord's soon return. And one of these days, the trumpet will blow, the clouds will part like a scroll, the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with the shout of the voice uh, uh, the shout the voice of the archangel the trump of God and then we'll be caught up together with the Lord and we'll go up to heaven and be with him that, but until then until then we're not supposed to just bite our nails and you know, worry ourselves to death no we got to be doing a work for God even in these evil and wicked days. Now, we're in Acts chapter 9. If you've missed any of our prior Bible studies, you can catch all of them on our podcast. The podcast is free for you to subscribe to. If you'll go to wherever podcasts are found, you can type in Striving for Revival, hit subscribe, and then you'll have access to all of the Bible studies that we've recorded up to this point. We've been in the book of Acts now for several weeks, and this will be our second Bible study in Acts chapter number 9. And maybe you're just joining us, and I don't want you to get behind, and it'll help you as you study as well. Even last week, I traveled out of state and was preaching and had people come, and they all told me, you know, we listen to the podcast, we listen to the broadcast, and I appreciate all of you who are faithful listeners to Striving for Revival. But if you've not gotten the podcast yet, that'll be a helpful tool to use uh, as you study your Bible along with me. Now, in Acts chapter 9, we have this famous event, this famous testimony where Saul, who is a wicked man, he's a, uh, a man who has been threatening and uh, imprisoning Christians, will be saved. Saul has gone now to the council, and he's gone to get letters so that he could persecute Christians. He's on his way to Damascus, and while he's on the road to Damascus, en route to those synagogues there, he runs into the Lord. He has a head-on collision with the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I mentioned this before. Jesus begins to speak. A light shines. Saul falls to the ground. And the voice said, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And the interesting thing in that phrase is Saul has been persecuting Christians. He's been persecuting churches. But Christ said, if you persecute my people, you persecute me. If you persecute the churches, you're persecuting me. And woe unto that one who wants to rise up against the church or rise up against a believer. You're not just battling against that church or those believers. You are, in fact, raising your fist toward the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse number five. 
And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the prick. So obviously Saul's been under conviction. He's had a heavy weight upon him. No doubt the stoning of Stephen put that in motion. He knows what he's doing is wrong. He understands that there's more to this Christianity thing. And maybe the reason he's so violent and vicious is because of his conviction. It's amazing how people react when they're under conviction. Sometimes people are so mean and so hateful and hurt because they... Uh, are so guilty over the conviction that God has placed on their life, and instead of getting right, they react this way. Well, God is now going to break Saul. When he sees the Lord for who he is, and he, he, he has this encounter on the road to Damascus, he calls out and says, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? So in that statement, it shows us Saul now has placed faith in Christ, that he is God, that he is the Lord, and then he submits to him and surrenders and said, now, what do you want me to do? A good sign of salvation is surrender. Yeah, uh, when somebody gets born again, they have a new desire. Now, his desires are changed. He wants to serve God. He wants to advance the king, uh, the, the gospel, preach uh, uh, the glorious news of Jesus Christ. He wants to spread the tidings all around that Jesus saves. Jesus saves, and he said, what is it you want me to do? I'll go anywhere. If, you're, if you tell me to go, I'll do anything that you tell me to do. Uh, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Now, I'm not saying that we uh, all, are all going to be the same. But there ought to be a new desire. That's right. There ought to be a new longing in the heart of someone who's been born again to serve the Lord. And then Saul rose, and here's what it tells us. The Bible said they led Saul by the hand. Why is that? He's been blinded now. He, he cannot see. And they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was three days without sight, and neither did eat nor drink. That's interesting. The Bible tells us in the book of Joshua that the children of Israel camped for three days before they crossed over Jordan. God had them wait there, prepare, and then let them cross over. Here we find Saul for three days is sitting there in physical darkness, fasting. No doubt he's praying. What's he doing? He's waiting. It's amazing how God uses these times and these windows of preparation to prepare us, to get us ready for whatever it is lying ahead. Now, in verse 10, a new verse for us today, we're going to be introduced to an individual named Ananias. This is not the Ananias of chapter number 5. That's obvious. He's dead. But this man is named Ananias. Look what it says. And there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Behold, I am here. God is going to speak to this man named Ananias. Now, I don't know a whole lot about him. Not a lot said here in this verse of Scripture. It'd be nice to know more about him, but here's one thing we know. We know that he's saved. We know he's a Christian. We know he lives in Damascus. We don't know how he heard the gospel. We don't know his salvation record, but we know that he is a man that God can trust. And that's the most important thing about you and I is are we somebody God can trust? Can God use us to be a help in his work? Can God use us to influence, minister, and be a blessing to other people? And this is what's going to happen. Verse 11, And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the street, which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus, for behold, he prayeth, and has seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him that he might receive sight. Now watch Ananias' response. Lord, I've heard by many of this man how much evil he hath done to thy saints at Jerusalem. And here he hath authority from the chief priest to bind all 
that call on thy name. But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and the kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. Now think about this with me. Ananias has heard the testimony of Saul of Tarsus. I mean himself, I mean being a Christian, no doubt he is worried about getting too close to this man. Saul might want to, you know, lash out at him, physically harm him. Isn't that, I mean, think about it. Such a change has come into this man's life. But Ananias is a little bit skeptical. And Ananias reacts and says, man, I've, I've heard he's done a lot of evil things. Now, he's human. <laughs> Don't fault him. You and I would do the same thing. The story. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, assistant pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.